Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. We are covering The Leftovers Season 1, Episode 6, Guest. There will be spoilers for that episode and all prior episodes, as well as Lost Season 1, Episodes 1 through 6. I'm Mr. Sal. How are you doing, Kurt? I'm doing quite well, Mr. Sal. How are you? Oh, hey, fantastic. You know, you know why I'm so fantastic, Kurt? Why are you doing so well? Because you and I have finally put together a rated conversion chart. We've made the conversion chart. The arduous mathematical feat that it was, we've done it. it it's incredible. It, <laughs> it's stunning, really. I, it might be the most... People talk about Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, right? These masterpieces, the Mona Lisa, right? Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. But I think this is on par, if not better than those. A masterpiece in its own right. It truly is. We have talked about this for weeks we need a conversion chart we need a conversion chart well guess what we have a conversion chart yes Uh, i'm very tempted to go back through previous episodes and use the conversion chart to convert our ratings and put them in the show notes for previous episodes but i don't know how ambitious i'm going to be no well remember we record these right before we drop them we record them literally an hour before and we do it and we drop it that's exactly how we do it i always just assumed we did this live are we not live oh yeah maybe we are <laughs> i never thought of us <laughs> but uh if everything goes right there should be like a link in the show notes that links to the conversion chart it's got some bitmojis in it so if you don't understand the ratings you can see on our happiness how it makes us feel it's very very good it's very well put like gene parmesan very good <laughs> I don't know the reference to that. That's, but... that's Arrested Development. Oh, okay. go for another another time. Oh, I started that show. I never finished yeah. it. Wow, you started a show and never finished it? I can't believe it. In fact, well, that was... I didn't even finish the pilot for that one. That one oh, okay. did not go very far. For those of you who don't know, Kurt is notorious for starting a series and not finishing it. I wouldn't say I'm notorious. I, it's like a 50% hit rate. I think I just go watch so many series right that i just i mean i can name three already just off the top of my head and i don't even i'm not in your head i don't know how many no i I can name another three i did finish i can go tit for tat with you on this okay all right (laughs) kurt i want to make sure also that i that i lead here Mm -hmm. for season one episode six of the leftovers uh guest i want to make sure that i lead with an apology i really want to apologize to you because i've spent the past five weeks building this episode up like wait till you get to guest wait till you get to guest wait till you get to ep- season one episode six it will blow your mind right i i mean i i want to apologize to you because i think i may have undersold it <laughs> this episode is nothing short of a masterpiece uh, it's so with that tell me what did you think of this episode? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That is pretty good. It, pretty, pretty, pretty good. It's that, pretty good, but I liked the I liked the Matt one more. You liked the Matt one more than this one. Interesting. Yeah, probably unless unless you blow my mind with some hidden facts in here. That's what uh-huh. really put the Matt one over the edge. Right? It was all like these hidden uh-huh. things in there, right? So unless unless Where you blow you... my mind. Where did you end up landing on the Matt episode? I think I finished that at a nine. That's interesting because you started at like a six. Really? Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I feel well in hindsight when I think back on it, I really like the Matt episode. It's it's a, it's very good. It's very good. very good one. But this one, in terms of bottle episodes, I like the Matt one more. I don't think I'm gonna. If you're at an eight, I don't think there's any chance of me getting you up to a ten, which is where I am on this episode. But I I think I can maybe get you up to a nine. Uh, by the way, your eight rating on the Kurt scale would be like an eight point eight on the Salo scale. So mm. we're. I, and I give it a 10. So you're, you're a little bit lower on this episode than me, but not too far. So let's start talking about it. We open with Nora doing a Department of Sudden, de- wait, Department of Sudden Departure. Is that, Is that it? The, depart- the Department of Sudden Departures, yes. The DSD interview uh, with this guy who lost his husband. And they get he gets stuck on the suicide question. Yes, I remember this. He was yeah. choked up. Yeah, she asks him, has he ever attempted or thought about attempting suicide? And he says, I don't know. But after some coaxing, she finds out, yes, in fact, he had attempted suicide. Yeah. Uh... Okay, I, and I just, want to, I just want to plant that seed because we'll come back to it later. Uh, anything you want to say about that interview other than that? I mean, it reminded me of when we saw Nora interviewing uh, someone before and all the weird questions. I can't remember some of the weird ones now from mm-hmm. like the episodes ago when we saw her doing it yeah yeah i just i just reinforced that thought to you a lot of a lot of a lot of questions in these interviews yeah and and we're gonna find out later why they ask all these questions and and i i think that this that question should be answered for you at, at that point i know when we saw it before you you were wondering why they asked just random questions but i think we get that answer in, in this episode we'll come back to that when we get there the next scene we see nora kind of stalking the preschool teacher who her <laughs> husband had an affair with oh you, see you catch that that's who she was i no i didn't catch that that it was the preschool teacher i thought it was just like a mother with children and she was just envious oh. like oh i wish i wish i had kids to play with and like she's oh playing with her oh, children no. oh this is much more nefarious yeah <laughs> this is that... much more this 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 got much much i th- I felt sad for nora and i mean i still kind of do but this got much more nefarious now. oh yeah yeah so this is not just nora looking at kids and, and missing her kids this is nora looking at the person who was sleeping with her husband <laughs> who, who runs the preschool where her kids went so there's a this is deep-seated emotion in nora and it also seems like a pretty regular occurrence since at the end of the episode we get uh, i'm jumping way ahead and we'll mention it again when we get there but at the end of the episode we get the preschool teacher looking around as though she's looking for nora and not finding her so this must be something that nora does pretty regularly Regularly. pretty intimidating that's a pretty big power move right there it's a flex that death i would be pretty scared of every day. i mean i probably call the cops if every day person maybe if i was embarrassed though I but the know. thing is so so here's the thing if the preschool teacher is innocent and didn't have this affair with her husband then she could chalk this up easily to this is the place where nora's kids went to preschool and nora misses her kids and and it wouldn't be creepy or nefarious it that it's, it would be what it would be what i thought at first yeah, yeah, yeah right but because this woman has a guilty conscience and knows that she slept with doug nora's husband she mm-hmm. feels this guilt and because of this guilt she feels this anxiety about nora being there she should join the guilty remnant i hear they're taking mm-hmm. applications if she joins the guilty remnant, I'm gonna this series will get a ten on every that episode will get a ten if that lady joins the guilty remnant. <laughs> That's all I will say. That I will be so happy. 
Well, I'm sorry to say, Kurt, we are not going to see that woman again. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, to tell me that. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> right. The next scene, anything else you want to say about the... No, not nothing more on this. Yeah. The next scene we get is Nora grocery shopping. And we notice that she's buying things like Lucky Charms and gallons of milk and mm-hmm. all this stuff that there's no way she needs as an as a individual person. Mm-hmm. right and she brings it home she takes the old gallon of milk out which is still full and throws it away the old box of lucky charms or whatever other cereal it was that was still in the cupboard unopened and throws that away she just replaces this stuff that she had already purchased that was never really opened with this new stuff uh yeah there's a lot to read and there's a lot you can glean from that which is Maybe she thinks they'll come back, or she's hoping they do. Grieves them, a way to remember them. It's mm-hmm. like the jelly beans that Amy ate in her car in episode two. Yeah, and she's we. They show us the kids' bedrooms, which are exactly the way they would have been before the kids departed, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question that I'm probably going to ask you several more times in this episode. Are you still thinking at that point? Not right now in your timeline but as you're watching this episode at this point are you still thinking that nora nora is an attention seeker no i i don't think she's an attention seeker okay because i i feel like this is true grief yeah this this is her actually being sad like the jelly beans i could i don't know the last time i opened up my glove box like really i barely ever opened up my glove box maybe three years you know time flies by car works really well no need to open up the glove never got pulled over Jelly beans just happen to stay there. Yeah. But, I mean, keeping the kids' bedrooms the same, that's not for show. That's for her. Buying a gallon of milk that you don't need and throwing out the old gallon, that's not for show. That's for her. These are all things she's doing for herself, not for show. So I'm glad to hear that that you don't feel that way anymore. Although I don't think you're entirely wrong. I think there is an element in Nora that, does want the attention but there's something on that later yeah there's something on that later yes okay and i want to call your attention to something that you may have overlooked but it's important uh there's an empty paper towel roll Mm -hmm. did you notice that i noticed it the second time when she came home but not the i I noticed when she came home the second time from shopping she replaced the paper towel roll no okay so yeah so this is important because the first time she goes shopping she is buying milk that she doesn't need and throwing out the old milk buying cereal she doesn't need throwing out the old old cereal yet this paper towel roll she leaves empty this is something she actually could use and she's not buying new paper towels and replacing this empty roll oh i didn't i know i did not notice that yeah and then later in the episode she does and, and that is symbolic we don't know anything about this paper towel roll yet but we will later Okay. Okay. So I just want to call your attention to it because I want you to remember it when it comes back. Okay. And the next thing that happens, anything else before she calls the prostitute? No, no. Okay. So that's the next thing that happens. Seemingly completely out of the blue. When I first saw this, I was like, what is happening? She's calling a prostitute. (laughs) And then she doesn't want the prostitute for sex. So what is happening right now? So what are you thinking? What were you expecting from that prostitute? I just thought she was gonna make her do something like, like maybe something like kid related or like trying like baby the problem. My, my initial thought was gonna be something really weird. 
That's what really? my first you thought, thought it was. was going to be weird. You didn't think it was just going to be sex. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come on. We just, yeah. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> because I was confused. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something weird, but I didn't think I didn't think it'd be what it, it was. I didn't think it'd be shooting her. No, I didn't think it. Right. It'd be I want you to shoot me. She's going to pay her two thousand dollars for these two seconds of her time to shoot her how much does Nora make that she can afford two thousand then three thousand dollars well it's gonna be a while but we're gonna know exactly how much money Nora has at some point in the future it, it, but it won't be for quite a while oh, okay. uh, uh, well it's beginning of season two really I guess we'll find out uh, but the, the point is the death or not the death the departure benefits are pretty substantial okay and she has three of them yeah and she could probably so, like with them make some you know money makes money kind of <laughs> yeah exactly so she wants the prostitute to shoot her and it seems like well actually we know that she's done this before uh-huh. she says she did yeah <laughs> yeah because the prostitute was, is shocked to find out that she's done this before and why didn't you just get that girl to do it and Nora says uh, she won't do it anymore. Yeah, that's not that's not like you you don't want to tell the person. I don't know why Nora said that. Like you could say something like, "Oh, she moved. Oh, she got caught by the cops." Or like you, you that that is a terrible. Like if you're trying to convince someone, you don't tell them. The other person refused outright. <laughs> Especially oh. after doing it, they did it and realized how bad it was. They didn't want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. A so, minus on Nora right there. Okay. All right, that's fine. She still got her to shoot him. So, did you catch the prostitute's name, by the way? Is it Angel? It was Angel. Very good, Kurt. Wow, yeah. good for you. I thought she was you... gonna be a character in the episode. That's okay. all right. Well, now let's. If if you get this, then you definitely get the gold star. Did you catch the song that was playing? She because she doesn't want her neighbors to hear the gunshots, so she cranked oh, metal. That's music. Why it's the heavy metal. Yes, I was wondering why I was heavy metal. That? Yeah, I was wondering why in particular. I thought maybe, maybe he's not because never later in the episode does she play any heavy metal or anything. So no. I was like, is she just like a metalhead? No, she's not. She's like... but no, she I don't remember what the song was. No, I wasn't paying. You don't remember what the song was? I don't like metal. Wait, remind me of the prostitute's name one more time. Was that like Hell's Angels or something? I don't know. I don't know if that's even a song. It's a gang. No, the name of the song is Angel of Death. I probably could have guessed that one if I kept trying. <laughs> and the prostitute it's a slayer song uh, and the prostitute's name is angel that's a cool like coincidence but not still not matt level episode no no pretty yeah, i totally agree i totally agree right. so i my question for trying. you is why do you think nora does this and i want to throw out some options here for you and, and tell me what you think maybe it's something that i didn't even think of do you think she's doing this so that she can at least for a few seconds that she's out go maybe she thinks she can go where they went uh that's one option another option is that she actually wants to die and she's hoping that sometime the prostitute misses Mm -hmm. another option would be uh just to feel something different feel something that's not grief feel something that's not sadness or despair or, or uncertainty and another reason would be do you think maybe she was prompted by the suicide mention in the department of uh, sudden departure interview that she did earlier so so what do you think do you think it's any of those things or do you think it's something else i i think it is that she kind of wants to like she kind of wants to die i think that's what i think she she is teetering suicidal and not you know 
Yeah. Right over it. That, that's what that's what my that's why that's why I guess if I had to okay. pin one thing. Because she does say to the prostitute angel that if I wanted to die, I wouldn't need you. Mm-hmm. So she's pretty blatantly saying i don't want to die and wayne's gonna tell her that later as well yeah that is true. oh yeah i forgot that wayne said the thing psychoanalyzation um yeah um, yeah you're right that's not the case but then maybe maybe it is just to feel something like the rush of it I don't know, a lot of people like some weird stuff man yeah so so i to me i think that she wants to feel something different something that's not grief so whether that's pain or fear or whatever, she wants to feel something different. I don't think she's suicidal. I don't think she wants to die, but I also don't think she cares if she does. Mm. And you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, see I think she'd be okay with it. She's, like, she's okay with taking this risk because if the prostitute misses and she dies, Oh, well, she's fine with yeah. that. So that that's what I think. I think that it's not suicidal tendencies. I don't think she wants to die necessarily, but I don't think she's averse to the possibility either. Uh, and I think the co- that potential cost is worth it to her, so that she can feel something different. Mm-hmm. How do you, are you buying that? Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. That's okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of on the tracks of what I was feeling like when I meant the suicidal thing of just. She's teetering there, and that, that's a better way of putting it. Of she, she doesn't want to die, but she's okay with dying. Yep. Okay. So, the, anything else you want to say about this? Yeah. Okay. That I believe is the cold open. It is. Yes, I, I put in the notes. <laughs> cold open. <laughs> yeah, that's the opening. That's what we get in the beginning before the opening credits roll. So that's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty packed, cold open. Not as packed as the Patty one, or Gladys. I mean, not Patty. Oh yeah, for sure. Gladys was that was intense. Okay, so next scene we get is Nora officially dissolving her marriage. She's actually going to get a legal divorce from Doug. Mm-hmm. And the I I like the scene because it gives us an insight into this circumstance that would have popped up as a result of the departure. And how society is handling this, because the judge says, should he return, this would remain binding. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is something that happens. People have lost their spouse, and some people probably hold on, hold out hope that the spouse will return someday, but some people want to move on, and they just sever ties and divorce the spouse. And Nora is choosing to divorce the spouse. She, of course, cites that he was having an affair. And so this is something that probably would have happened anyway. So I, I want to stop. This is just more of like a divorce law, which I don't really know. But I know when you get divorced, you need to have a reason, which is weird to me. You can't just say, I want a divorce. Some, sometimes you can't. I, I know I've heard of people citing the reason of why they want a divorce of she said she wanted a divorce. And that has ruined the marriage, so I wanted divorce. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you also need two people. Why do you need? Like, this is completely off topic. Why do you need two people to agree to a divorce? Like, why can't I be married and then get a, like a quick divorce, just a stealth divorce in there? You know what I mean, huh? I I don't know why you need both people to agree to a divorce. I'm not sure. I think maybe just as a 
as a deterrent. Uh, against, Why deter that? Like if well, a deterrent like against against hasty marriages. So oh, okay, I, I see what you're saying. So you don't just get yeah, married and then you need two people divorce is super consent. easy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Two people to consent to get married, so you need two people to consent to get divorced. I I don't know. I don't know anything about divorce law either. I would love it if, if they change divorce law so it takes one day and it just takes one person and you got to sign one paper so it's super <laughs> easy to get divorced. You just see people like divorce pranking each other or like just, you, could do, you could do so many things with that. Well, if there are any divorce lawyers listening, uh, email <laughs> us and, and tell us what the deal is here. I'd be shocked. Yeah, well, what, what's the country with the most lax divorce law? There's got to be a country out there that's like... You just have to say the words and it's done. You can break them. Uh, yeah. Probably not, but I'm what's, not the sure. lax, what's the laxest country in divorce law? Anyway, back on, yeah. back on topic. Let's, yeah. let's stop following this white rabbit. So we have, I, I have a question for you here because she's offered the opportunity to revert to her maiden name. Yes. Which we know would be Jameson because she's Matt's sister. And it's Matt, Reverend Matt Jameson. And this is Nora. This would have been Nora, Nora Jameson, but now she's Nora Durst. So why do you suppose she turns down that opportunity? Because she could go back to Nora Jameson right now. I mean, no there's, more so, there's so many reasons why. I think Durst is better than Jameson. <laughs> but <laughs> even besides that, even, I can't even say the word. But even besides that point, she's like used to it. Changing your alien alias has got to be really annoying on paper. She already went through it once. She's going to go through it again. Just... You know, she she you get used to it. Why change? Okay, let let me offer three other possibilities. All, right, I, all I, of I which I think are better than yours. Okay. <laughs> no offense. I think mine's the best. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna. Well, be you haven't heard here. mine yet. I haven't. I haven't. But I'm I'm pretty hard stuck right now. I I my reasoning if I were her would just I'm too lazy to get it changed. I'm used to it now. People people know me as Nora Durst. I'm Nora Durst. Okay. Well, that's part of the first reason I want to bring up because this goes back to does she want the attention if she changes her name she's not Nora Durst anymore and people don't recognize her as the person who lost three people and we know from later in this episode she wants to be recognized as a person who lost three people she makes a fake badge to make sure that that is (laughs) evident right so if she changes from Durst to Jameson she loses that name recognition. So that's that's one possibility. And I think that definitely is part of this. Another possibility that I think is maybe less so than the first option that I throw, threw out there is that she could be ashamed of Matt. Because, oh, because, yeah, Matt's not really liked among the town, is he? No, no. So as long as she's Durst, she's a little bit separated from Matt. But as she becomes Jameson, suddenly she's in league with him oh yeah okay so that's a that's a possibility Uh, i i don't think it's all that likely but it's a possibility Uh, and the last reason which i think is the most likely reason although i think there's a bit of that first reason in there as well um for a very brief period of time i dated a single mother Mm -hmm. uh, and she kept the last name of her ex-husband and the reason she gave was because she, she wasn't keeping his name. She was keeping her kid's name. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I think that most of this is because her kid's last name was Durst. She wants to make sure that she keeps the last name of her children. What these, are all, these are all pretty good reasons. Uh, yeah. 
if I were a single mother, which I'm not, nor do I have kids in any capacity, <laughs> and have the the feeling of love for a child because I don't have one. Yep. Maybe unimaginable. I don't know. Mr. Sal, is it unimaginable? Before you had kids, could you imagine the love you'd have for your kids? No, not at all. Okay, well, I'm going to say I can. And even oh, imagining okay. that love for kids, I can say my biggest reason. These these all might be other reasons, but my biggest is I'm used to it. I'm okay with it. I'm durst. <laughs> That's... She's, had, she's had this. I'm assuming that she had the kids with this husband. And how how old is the oldest kid? At least in pre-K. So at least, what, like four? And then yeah, it's been three years since. So it's been seven years he's had this last name. At least. If they were married beforehand, before having the kids, or maybe they, they might have had the kid out of wedlock, actually. So, well, even Magnus, we'll say like five years. That's a long time, five years. Okay. I'd say. So you're sticking with that? The, the, that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just bring up one other thing. <laughs> this is Damon Lindelof. And yeah, if, got... it if it doesn't mean anything, he's not going to have the judge even bring this up. This doesn't need to be in this episode. Yeah. It add anything to the episode i cite i cite the sea urchins okay that's what i bring that's my that's my Ah, case number one is sea urchins that's immature number two number two i bring forth the dog also immature damon (laughs) you don't get to you don't get to invoke Mm -hmm. lost Mm -hmm. in this show to explain damon Damon lindelof's actions i think we leave it to the jury if anyone wants to uh, tell us what they think Feel free to email us, showhopperspodcast, or at gmail.com. There is a reason why she is asked if she wants to change her name back to Jameson, and there's a reason why she says no. And I think it's just completely evidenced later when she's at the conference and she is freaking out about the fact that she can't have her own name tag because she is Nora Durst, and she needs to be Nora Durst. I think she would have equally freaked out if she got back her last name and changed it to Nora Jamison. Okay. Okay, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree and then move on here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so on the way out, she runs into Kevin, who is also finalizing his divorce. Yes. Coincidence. I expected this, actually. When, when I saw her getting divorced, I'm like, huh, Kevin said he'd get divorced, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And she says, do you want to go to Miami? I got this conference in Manhattan, but I really don't want to go. I'd rather go to Miami. Do you want to go to Miami? And he says, well, well I, I live with my daughter. And she's like, F your daughter. Yeah. And then, of course, he, he doesn't know how to react to that. I actually thought he was pretty graceful in his reaction to that because if somebody said that to me. I don't know how I would react. He was just kind of stunned and like not in a positive or negative way, just stunned. I mean, it's pretty funny, I think. Yeah, take the comedy. Yeah, she was mortified and she leaves for the conference and goes to, to Manhattan. So how's, how, how are we doing with that scene? Anything else you want to add? I mean, I guess this is what's it proven right by the end of the episode, but you know, it looks kind of like the Kevin Nora liking each other vibe going on, and I just thought maybe she was like shy or nervous and just spouted it out like kind of socially awkward. Just didn't didn't know what I to mean, say. Spat she, off her tongue. She was not shy enough to. Uh, she was. 
outgoing enough. How do I want to say this? I shouldn't say shy, just socially awkward. Her shyness did not get in the way of her asking him to go to Miami with her. Yeah, not sorry, not shy, just socially awkward. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, and you know, it was, she, she's also probably in, like, a grieving state. She just divorced her husband, you know. Yep. I'm sure that's, you know, something on your mind. And I think she cites that, too, when she apologizes yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. She, doesn't she just say, like, I had, I, I had a strange day or a rough day or whatever it was? Yeah, something like that. I don't remember exactly. Anyway, uh, the next scene we get is her back at the office of the Department of Sudden Departures, talking to someone who I assume is a, a boss that she mm-hmm. has. And he says, what are you doing on number 121? I mean, I, I assume you don't have any idea at that point what he's talking about, but he's talking about question number 121 in the survey. Wait, wait, was it 121 or is it 120? 121. Ah. Oh. Why? No. What? I've, I made all my, I made the notes for 120. Oh. Does it matter? I... I think so. I might have tried at the end when they show the questions. I might have put the wrong question down now. Oh, yeah, it's 121. Sorry. Continue. Okay. So, <laughs> so sad. Okay. So what are you doing on 121? What we come to find out is that this is one of the questions on the survey, and that every one answers yes to that question, but only when she asks it. Yes. Everybody else who asks that question has. A random sampling of answers some yes some no for nora everyone says yes which she thinks is great because they're looking for patterns so we get this insight into why are they asking these questions they're looking mm-hmm. for patterns they're trying to figure out if there's any correlation between in this case or in the case of the person that we saw in the beginning suicidal thoughts suicide attempts and departure yes yes i and- I found this so interesting. And later in the conference, we see more on this. Of I, I hadn't passed my mind of how scientific or how all the hypotheses, hypothesi, hypotheses, I can't Hypo- hypotheses, that word. How many different educated guesses there were? Yeah. Or what could have happened? Because I thought, okay, there's definitely be a scientific community behind it. We saw the council in like the first episode or whatever coming back saying, oh, we don't know why they're gone. It's been three years. The Denzinger Commission. How do you... Did, did they come back up? Is this how come you know this? I don't know. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I'll I do know, but... Okay. But... What's it? I So I expected that there would be them trying to scientifically explain it, but I didn't think to this degree of, like, you know, getting all these sampled questions, looking for correlations, correlating even what feels like the most random things. I, I mean, I'll even say it the, later, the one lady said, like, um, sugary... Materials or whatever. Oh yeah, it, like was one of her uh, yep. guesses as a correlation. Yep, and if you go back to the first time we saw her giving this yeah. interview, it was things like have more than twenty sexual partners, speak uh, multiple languages, like all this stuff that they're that they're looking into. But I know that originally you had thought that this was just a, a layer of bureaucracy that was just meant to be prevented. I still, I still love that as an idea of it just yeah. being a layer of bureaucracy. It must be expensive paying it out. So like, we'll just make it as hard and uncomfortable as possible. Right. But does it make sense why they ask all these questions now? It, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and does it say. also make sense why they record it instead of just doing a survey online? Not why? Okay. why? If there's a survey online, then that guy right in the beginning says no my husband never had any suicidal thoughts fair enough okay people aren't honest that's true yep. 
So this is this is why. So I think it's great. We figured this out. Are you satisfied with this? Yeah, I think it's a really good answer to it. Yeah, and we find out that Nora is going to be on a panel at this conference. I I do I, I do before we go on. I should really hope that they do explain how the departure had occurred. That I do hope they explain in the TV. If they don't, I'll be severely disappointed. How the departure occurred? Yeah, I already told you that's never going to be explained. I told you. Wait, that. what? I told you in episode one, you never find out where they oh went my or, God. or or what happened to them. They're just gone. You got to move on. You got to accept it. Okay, we'll continue, Mr. Sal. I'm going to have to agree. Then. I said that in I... episode one. Yeah, this is this is terrible. Yeah, go on. Okay. Yeah. Fine. All right. No, I know. I know. You do know, right? Yes, I do. Know. Okay, I do good. <laughs> so. So what what were you thinking that question was, or did you not have any thoughts at that point? For one twenty, not. I, I thought maybe it was like, do you feel sorry for others that have lost? Okay. <laughs> I think so something because if it was nowhere, it's got to be something to do with her losing her kid. I mean, unless it's something funny like, is there a woman in the room with you right now? Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but other people get that yes too. <laughs> have you ever been in my kitchen? <laughs> oh no then it would be no. but the but he does ask her boss does ask what she said when she got asked that question mm-hmm. and she says yes all three times yes all three times whatever this question was she answered yes to it all three times okay but we don't know what it is uh, we get to the conference there are all these protesters there things that we never thought of like conspiracy theorists like the pope is still here he's just in some weird basement <laughs> Uh, oh, I I never caught this before. I only caught it this time because we're in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. The there's a sign that said "Who did it?" But who was WHO World Health Organization? Oh, <laughs> and of course there are guilty remnant people here protesting this conference. Not protesting this conference. They're not really protesting. They're just trolling. But someone in white, someone in the guilty remnant, hands her. A grenade and pulls the pin. Yeah, I know. I was like, "Oh my god!" But then, and you that. know that if this were a network show, that would have been a cut to commercial. <laughs> yeah. So thankfully, this is not a network show. We get the uh, resolution to that immediately. It says she looks at it and it says "any time now," mm-hmm. which I guess is the guilty remnant saying "any time now." There's going to be an explosion of some kind. Not, I mean, not a literal explosion, probably, but a figurative, metaphorical explosion, explosion of people. I don't know what they're talking about there. Do you? No, I'm not, something's not going. Yeah, I don't it's know. the guilty remnant. They, they they don't make a lot of sense. Yeah, at least not to me. Which is what makes them so interesting. But she drops the grenade after seeing someone else drop it. I don't know if you caught that. It took me a couple of times seeing this to realize she looked across the street and saw someone else with the grenade yelling at the guilty remnant and says, anytime now, anytime now, huh? and just throws it on the ground. Nothing happens. So she feels safe enough to throw hers on the ground. Oh, no, I, I didn't notice the other. I, I remember the person yelling at them, but I didn't realize the connection there. No. So she, she gets into the conference and she's going to register for the conference and she's given this book called What's Next? But what's next, without a question mark, just what's next? By... I didn't even realize without a question mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... Well, because it's, it's a big difference. What's yeah. next is me telling you what's next. 
what's next question mark is i don't know what's next let's wonder together yeah exactly so there's a big difference there and she brings it up later but this is written by somebody who lost four people Mm -hmm. we don't know which people they just tell us that he lost four people and it's a real tearjerker so that'll come up again later uh and of course the kind of impetus for everything that happens after this and the title of the episode somebody has already taken her badge so she gets a badge that just says guest there's the title of the episode she insists on her own badge because she says i'm a panelist i'm an employee of the department of sudden departure and i'm a legacy so i'll ask you which of those things does she really care about in regards to this badge? because she's a legacy and she wants people to feel bad for her she's a legacy and the badge says so so i i am with you here i think that she wants that attention you asked me earlier while i was watching it if i thought she wanted to get babied i told you no but at this point i was like she does indeed want to get babied again yes i went back on the bad wagon all right well that's good because that's i think what the point of this episode is is you're supposed to go back and forth on that is she's she's not doing it for the attention now she wants the attention and this is uh, this is a hugely important point for the rest of this episode. That badge would have told everybody that she was a legacy, not just a not just a legacy, but a triple legacy. She lost three people. So when this woman's talking to her about this book about this guy who lost four people, I, I, my guess is Nora's reaction to that is not "oh that poor person," but rather, "well, I lost three, so you know." That's pretty I, much the same. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Negligible difference. Yep. So, at any rate, there's this bald guy and this. There's a mixer and there's this bald guy working the room. Uh, says so this really sleazy other guy, uh, but what this guy is saying to everybody is pitching them. Do you really want to feel this way? Yes. Yes. Do you know at that point? Did you have any inkling that he might be with Wayne? No. No. Not. Not. No. Not in the slightest. So is that the pitch that someone said earlier for Wayne though? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. I. I didn't connect. You the mean dots in a there. previous? You mean in a previous episode? Yeah. No. I oh. Was, okay. Okay. I, I mean, well, Tommy did say you you won't feel this way anymore, burdened to the to the congressman, right? Mm-hmm. So it it is similar to that, okay. but yeah, it was similar enough that you when you find out that he's working with Wayne, you say, "Oh, of course he is." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you Did you feel like? It was earned that he was working with Wayne. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it was earned enough. I I got some questions on that later, but yeah, okay. I was I wasn't mad when I saw Holy Wayne. I was like, okay, makes I I started guessing it was Holy Wayne when she had to start paying up. I was like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, well th- that scene we'll we'll get to later. But um, this guy that she meets at this mixer, his name is Marcus, says he has the most interesting job, but Nora doesn't really play into that uh, yeah oh, i love that yeah, that's yeah. Funny. she just kind of ignores it and and that kind of infuriates marcus not infuriates him but i think it, if anything it attracts him to her and he keeps calling her guest she has not told him her name she's just got the guest tag so he keeps calling her guest yeah now the next thing we see is this speaker who's speaking on prophetic delusion. Now it's all background. So it's really easy to overlook what this guy is talking about. Oh yeah, about. I was trying, but yeah, but he, he says 
that there that this prophetic delusion the the idea that you're a prophet or that you're deluding yourself into thinking you're a prophet is either a powerful coping mechanism or a potentially dangerous one so I, I, they're obviously to me foreshadowing Wayne's appearance in this episode because what they're describing pretty much is what Wayne is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think of it that way because I hadn't, uh, I hadn't thought about Wayne. I was wondering if we get some Tommy scenes in this one, just in general. It's been a while Thankfully, since we've seen no. Tommy. Yeah, mercifully no. <laughs> but, but the idea of prophetic delusion. And we can think about Wayne in this setting here as having this, is, is he delusional? Is He clearly sees himself as some sort of prophet. Is he delusional? And is it just a powerful coping mechanism for him? Or is it a potentially dangerous uh, situation where he, he could actually hurt people? I mean, people have died because of his prophetic delusion, if it's delusion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm more inclined to say, based especially after the end of this episode, that if it's delusion, it's a really good delusion. It's a really good yeah. placebo, you know what I mean? Yes. I want what he's got. Like that's, yep. or, Yeah. For sure. For sure. So, but in this conference, Nora sees someone kind of eyeballing her and, and looking guilty. And she assumes that this is the person who stole her name tag. And she follows this woman into the bathroom. And it's not the person who stole her name tag. Someone named Marjorie. And... <laughs> But Marjorie does recognize Nora yeah. from, from last year's conference where Nora called her a heartless bitch because she mentioned a correlation, like you said earlier, between eating breakfast cereal, sugar, uh, breakfast cereal high in sugar and pre-adolescent departure. And, she's, and Nora's defense of that is I was having a really, t- really hard time, to which Marjorie replies, you're doing so much better now. <laughs> I... I suspected that Marjorie swapped out her badge. Like she saw her getting, she saw that Nora was coming after her. She could tell, so she like went in the bathroom and swapped out, like took off Nora's badge and put on her own. Oh, you did. That's what I thought was going on. Yeah. You, oh, you think Marjorie is actually Marjorie, but she stole Nora's badge because Nora did this thing to her last year for every reason. I don't know if it was just for this. I I thought maybe it was like partly revenge based, and later in the episode it made me think I was right on the call. He's just getting back at her. Later in the episode. Uh, when she gets kicked out. Interesting. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's a that's a fair point. But uh, we come to find out that that is not exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. But if, that's a really good hypothesis. I, I, I would have gone along with that if I were watching it live with you. Anyway. Uh, we Next thing we see is uh, Marcus pulling Nora into the elevator. And he says... I can't believe that he says this because we just covered White Rabbit and Lost last week. But he says, go down the rabbit hole with us. <laughs> He's a convincing rabbit. What must I say? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So if you're Nora, are you are you hanging out with Marcus or is he just too sleazy for you? Depends on the mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, I'm pretty bored. I well, let's say- like, if, I, if I'm not tired, then... Maybe. Well, it's your identity has just been stolen. I'm not, probably not in the mood then. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But but Nora does go with him. Well, Nora might think it was like a little accident. It's kind of hard for that to be an accident to get the wrong name tag. Maybe they forgot to print it. 
I know. I oh, no, she knows it's not an accident because she saw that sign in sheet and somebody signed the name Nora. Oh, yeah, you're right. She looked at yeah. it. Thing. She knows that somebody did it on purpose. Yeah. But she does she does go down the rabbit hole with Marcus, or I guess up because they're going up in the elevator. Uh and we get <laughs> we get this one of the best lines in the whole episode where the guy says that he doesn't read anything that comes in a tote. I didn't why why what did that mean? Okay, these conferences, I, you've probably never been to one of these conferences. Uh-huh. You've Excuse been to like college open houses and stuff, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, they always give you like a tote with like gifts in it and stuff. Isn't a tote like way bigger though? No, a tote's just like a, one of those canvas oh, bags okay. that okay. you get at all these conferences. Uh, when I was working college admissions, I, we used to go to conferences <laughs> all the time. And oh my God, every place you went, I had so many totes that year. And it's like, and everybody was giving you a book. And so, did you read we, a lot? Did I what? Did you read a lot? No, no. <laughs> I followed this guy's guidance. Never read anything that comes from a tote. Like, no wonder you love this guy so much. Oh, he was like words to live by. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he also tells us about the phrase they use to describe legacies. They call them oranges. Yeah, I didn't get that. Okay, you even later you didn't get it. No. Okay then let's come back to that in a minute or in a few minutes, I guess. So she's, she takes, she, she doesn't say anything. I, by the way, I find that interesting that she does not ever say, even though he's talking about legacies, he's talking about oranges. She never says that she is one. Oh, okay. this is why. Okay. She's been, she's, you know, three years now, more than three years, actually. The anniversary has passed. Mm-hmm. She's out of her zone. She's not in her town. She's in Manhattan in a conference. And these are all, some of these are seasoned people that have been around quite a few legacies. And they might think she's lying. She doesn't have the evidence to back it up right now. So if she says it, it'll just be like, oh, I don't believe you, blah, blah, blah. So she knows to bide her time, wait till she gets some evidence, then boom, got the ultimate pity card. You play it when it's strong, not when it's weak. But she never does. Didn't get the chance. No more episodes, Mr. Sal. But she's not going to have the chance with these people again. I didn't know that. I thought they became friends and exchanged numbers and said, oh. you know what? Let's do this again next week. Interesting. But no, fair enough. I I didn't really notice that she didn't pick up. I, I don't know. She, she There were drugs in her system right by that point. Or no? no not, not yet. Not yet? Mm. No. Alcohol, yes. Drugs, you know, heavy drug, hard drugs, no. So I think this is another illustration of we're going back and forth on whether or not she wants the attention. She, she In the beginning, she's grocery shopping for stuff she doesn't need. She's keeping her kids' room the same. She doesn't seem to want the attention. Then suddenly she's freaking out about the fact that she doesn't have her ID card. She wants the attention. Now she's in a situation where she can be anonymous guest, not be Nora Durst for a day. And for, it was for a couple hours and she seems like she's really enjoying it. And maybe, so maybe she doesn't want the attention. I love this about this episode, how we keep going back and forth with her. It's so hard to land on. Does she want the attention or does she not? Well, is she, is she tortured or is she capitalizing on this? On the on the not like the she doesn't want attention camp. There are a lot of other reasons why she would get upset that her card was stolen. 
like even if she was anything special and she's just a regular attendee, someone writing her name and taking her card, I think that'll yep. still upset a lot of people. So Yep. Like all in all, I don't think she actually wants the attention really. If I'm okay. being honest now. But maybe she does. I'm not shocked if she does. And okay. she, she I think she does give it like another glimpse or two. Well, I think you're doing what is the expected reaction, what we're supposed to be doing, and that is going back and forth on that issue. So, but so anyway, she's drinking. She takes this drug that is not quite approved by the FDA. Not yet. Go ahead. I said not yet. That, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they said it's going to be approved like next month or whatever. Uh, this this other guy is questioning the, or criticizing the questionnaire, and then we finally find out what Marcus does. Yes, which is he sells these loved ones bereavement figures. And that's what they're called bereavement. I just call them. Dead body things. That's what I was Dead saying. body dolls. <laughs> yep. He sells the loved ones' bereavement figures for $40,000. Do you think he's soulless? Do I think he's soulless? Yeah. Do you think he's soulless? Well, I, I, I thought about that because we don't really know what Marcus's job for loved ones is. Did he found loved ones? Is, 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 it, is he in charge of it? Is he the CEO? Or is he just a, like a salesperson? And I think that that makes a difference. If he started the company, I think he's soulless. If he's doing it for a job, then no, of course not. But he does make a good point. And and what I wanted to ask you was, is loved ones providing a valuable service or are they taking advantage of suffering people? I think they are providing a service. Uh, But you you can still give someone what they want, but still take advantage of them. You know, if, if someone, yeah. like, it's like, that's literally what price gouging is. Like, oh, we all need water. Okay, here's a bottle of water. Give me 30 bucks for it. Like, yeah. I, now, I don't know how much it costs to make one of these, but surely, surely. I mean, he did say there are cheaper models, but I don't know. I guess I'm not in the bereavement figure business, so okay. I don't know. But 40000 to me sounds steep. Do you think he's soulless? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I, I never saw a hint of a soul in there. So. so you don't believe him when he says we're providing a service. That's the demand. They lost people. They have a demand for this. We provide the supply. That's a, that's a very politically like correct answer to say yeah. exactly the, the way the way the way he yeah the way he does it like yeah I've, if he's I've in a different that. light of oh you know it makes me feel better knowing that we're helping no but he, he says it in a very sales pitchy way. Yeah, I kind of view that as whatever helps you sleep at night, Marcus. If you that makes you feel better about your life, then then you keep telling yourself that. Yeah. Then uh, of course, then he reveal he oh, fully reveals the sleaze bag that he is. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so he's even more soulless. Look at that. Yeah, and says, "I really want to kiss you. Can I kiss you?" And and <laughs> Nora recognizes that he's married, but she says, "Okay, she'll kiss him." And I love this. I think this is hysterical she says yes i'll kiss you but instead of kissing him she climbs onto his bereavement figure it's him and kisses and like starts making out with that and like grinding on it it's like (laughs) it's unbelievable this is like the most fun we've seen nora have yeah nora's having a ball yeah and then she is you know she's she's on drugs and drunk and everything else but she blacks out obviously and wakes up next the next day and so but it's kind of nice to see Nora having fun, but I just thought that was hysterical. 
That was pr- I, that was funny. I, I did buckle. I did laugh out loud. <laughs> so now, uh, we, the next thing we know, she's waking up in the hotel. She's getting kicked out of the hotel because fake Nora broke the bar mirror. So even that, I questioned. So I, I had I my main theory was it was fake Nora. My second theory was Nora. I mean, she was very intoxicated and on some sort of drug. Maybe she did do it. She blacked out. Right? Yep. Could have gone down to the bar. Some, you know, some people they get drunk and it becomes this some. Um, the drunk version of themselves wants to keep their perpetual existence alive, right? They don't want sober person coming back because then drunk person's gone forever. So you have to <laughs> you have to stay drunk, otherwise the sober person comes back and the drunk you you cease to exist. So so maybe Nora's drunk self was trying to keep her own perpetual existence alive. <laughs> Went to the bar hotel, wouldn't yeah. have surprised me. But another side note before we continue is. How does the hotel have such top-notch security? Like these guys, or like the they have like the earpiece. I've, I mean, I've been to hotels. Maybe I haven't been to a classy enough one. But mm-hmm. this is top-notch security. Maybe it's because of the conference they're hosting. Granted, and yes. so that's why they picked this like hotel. Because yeah, this is a really controversial esque, and we do see like people are protesting outside, even like later inside yeah. the. Well, they said they had lots of trouble with this conference last year. Oh yeah, you're right. In the beginning, when she got her name, well, try to get her name tag. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Well, she didn't have any trouble checking into the hotel. Like she had her reservation as Nora Durst, and she got her room as Nora Durst, which is how they knew how to find her. Mm-hmm. So the the problem wasn't with the hotel registration; it was with the conference registration. Oh, sorry, yeah, wrong way around. So, yeah. So yeah, so it, it's th- there is that piece of it but i do think they probably beefed up security because this conference had trouble last year uh, i also do think that this was a fancy hotel and i also think that the conference would have picked a hotel that had good security for that reason mm-hmm. so i think all those reasons kind of add up to i'm okay with them having this high level of security but she gets booted out of the hotel because they think that she did it now one of the things i love is that you spend, and, and we're going to spend episodes upon episodes of The Leftovers questioning reality. So we have to question, did she actually do this? Was this her that did it? And she just said her name was Nora Durst, and that's why the hotel is kicking her out. Is it the fake Nora who did it? Or is, here's another op- option that I'm, I was thinking at this point, is she staging this whole thing? Oh, look at that! Didn't pass my mind. No, that never crossed no, my mind. Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a good theory, I guess, but I, you know, unlikely cool if they did that. I, I would think that's pretty cool, but. Okay. Interesting, because that that did cross my mind when I first watched this. Anyhow, she gets kicked out. She goes to this copy center, cleans up there, and has new a new badge made. Completely, yes. she gets these three orange stickers put on the badge to indicate that she lost three people now i want to go back remember the guy said was referring to oranges oh this is why okay yeah this is why they're called oranges because they have an orange sticker on their badge for every person that they lost i got yeah but then she gets anything you want to say about the cleanup and the fake badge making in the copy center no nothing it works quick yeah (laughs) yeah have you ever had to clean up in a public restroom? Yeah. Oh man, it is no fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not fun. <laughs> not fun at all. Oh man. 
Anyway, she gets caught re-entering the hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh, immediately. And they were ready. Th- this is just such. I-, I feel so much sympathy for her when the guy in charge of hotel security says to her, "Why would somebody want to pretend to be you?" And she uh, she reveals here that sort of thing gets a lot of sympathy. I know that's back back on the sympathy bandwagon again. Yes. I love this. They're always going back and forth. I mean, this is the second time we've been on. No, she's doing it for the attention. This is, and we've already had two instances where it's like, no, she's not doing it for the, she doesn't want the attention. But she, she says to him that it gets you a lot of sympathy. And then this guy is suddenly sympathetic to her. <laughs> I know. The second he sees that, the security guard's like, well, because the first security guard's being really hard about it, like, listen. I checked out. You're done. He's like, okay, well, listen here. We can make yeah. a deal. Well, I'll, we'll see if she's here. You're good. If she's not there, then I've got to remove you. I'm, no. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Uh, he also uh, asks about. He says, "What are the odds?" And she says, "One in 128,000." Yeah. That's pretty. Those are pretty long odds. But but yeah. So he he says, uh, "We'll go down to this panel that you're supposed to be on, and if there's somebody impersonating you." then you're fine. And if not, then you got to get out of here and not come back. But she is right. There was someone pretending to be her and she was, she just was someone who wanted to use that platform to bash the department of sudden departures. Yeah. I did. I did pick up on what she said about, she talked about them. They're burning the questions. They're pointless. Yeah. But she didn't, did she ever say how they were for like data research? Well, I think that she just uh, is a conspiracy theorist, okay. theorist who just thinks that people are not getting their benefits because they don't, they're not going through this questionnaire, which they don't even use. They just burn them. Pure bureaucracy. That's fine. Yeah. So I, that, that's the impression I got. It's not. That's what I thought too. Yeah. It's very interesting that there would be this person who takes it this to this extreme, the idea of bashing the DSD, but it's not ultimately crucial to where we go from there mm-hmm. so but creepy nonetheless to walk into a panel that you're supposed to be on and see somebody sitting in your seat pretending to be you i don't know what i would do. i feel like that's a like once especially once i've got the security guard on my side i i feel really like a you're, you're in the dominant position now because the security guard's with you right you're no matter what you're winning this confrontation yes so it's like like I wish Nora was more smooth about it, right? Like you walk up behind him, tap him shoulder. Excuse me, I'm Nora Durst. <laughs> like, like, just I don't know. There's so many. That's that. I wish this would happen to me. Is all I'm saying. I I I, I want this to happen to me, so I am in this dominant position over someone. I wish I was in Nora's exact position. Not now, her family missing or anything, but just the the conference situation. And she walks in. There she. Can... Oh, so good. So good yeah anyway that's interesting um but the you know getting back to this idea of sympathy for her situation the hotel gives her some more sympathy and basically gives her free drinks at the bar what well, at that point you know i i get that that's not that's not maybe that is family loss but i think that's just the hotel a classy hotel yeah. and they kicked out a patron it's the right thing after do. after she kept telling them no it wasn't me I'm telling you someone took my idea. I'm telling you someone took my idea. Like she did 
give the exact reason why they just didn't believe her yeah but then there she is she's staring into this broken mirror that she was accused of breaking <laughs> getting free drinks as a result worth what worth right gotta be worth that's oh. gotta be expensive <laughs> hotel oh yeah that hotel i'm sure it was expensive so so but also at the bar is the author of that book what's next mm -hmm. and he tells her this story about his daughter playing in the yard and he was watching his daughter and then his daughter turned around and she was so happy and then when he when she saw him she had this look of guilt on her face she felt guilty for being happy and that's when he proposed the idea that this is not grief this is never ending uh this actually it's it's weird this this reminded me of uh i was at a graduation for the high school where i where i teach where you graduated from uh it was a graduation rehearsal and all the students were there spread out in the bleachers so there was plenty of space between them and this was down at the football field so it wasn't in the auditorium and afterwards the assistant superintendent said to me it was so strange it was as though they didn't realize that they could have fun you know they, they're all just so used to this feeling of uh i guess anxiety about coronavirus that when they were here in this space together they didn't realize they could laugh at jokes that were told or smile or have fun they were very very serious hard as nails yeah yeah so it, but this that this reminded me of that that this girl didn't felt guilty for for being happy mm -hmm. uh but nora calls bull on this author yeah i love this it's so good i love nora so much <laughs> it's just, she said if you if you were in pain you'd know there is no moving on there is no happiness what's next nothing is next nothing yeah this this really so like we've seen the beginning shows it more than this but we see her real feeling for her family or how she feels about it. And before yeah. she, Holy Wayne gives her her analysis. Yeah. So I, I think this is pretty definitive evidence that she would trade the attention to have her family back. Yeah. But she could miss her family and like the attention too. Absolutely. Not mutually exclusive. Absolutely. You're, I think you're totally right. Uh, it, I, she also somewhere in there, says you know you lost four people what did you count your parents in there how old were they like 75 yeah i know or like grandparents i think is what she said yeah, yeah. so it, it, but it does make you wonder like what four people did he lose his daughter's still there which automatically to me means that nora has it worse than this guy yeah because she's lost all her children she's got yeah nothing left. Her, her two children and her Nora, husband gone nora's got it i can't think how it can get worse for nora yeah Maybe I maybe if you were the kid and then your parents and your sibling went gone. But you know what? Even then, I feel like a parent loves their kid more than the kid loves their parent when they're young. Or yeah, I, I I agree. I think it would be easier for a kid to recover from that than it would be for a parent. I mean, you just look at look at uh, divorce rates for couples who's who lose a child. Mm. The, 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 what is it actually <laughs> significantly higher than just the average divorce rate it probably it's, is marriage killer 
That's, yeah, that's it's rough. really hard to recover from the loss of a child. Uh, it, it, and so losing two children and your husband and being left alone, I, there's no way this author has it worse than Nora. I have I've just now popped into my head, not completely unrelated, still lo- or leftovers related. Mm-hmm. Did anyone depart when someone, someone was looking at them? I'm y- yes. Okay. Yes. Continue then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this hit me. I was like, oh, wait. I found the correlation. But no, I have not found the correlation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that, that that's a big yes. So, yeah, we're, we're going to see more about the departure later on. Uh, episode nine is a full flashback episode. It all, really? it, all, it all takes place before the departure. Bef- oh. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna be seeing Doug. Oh, they're definitely gonna sneak in a, a Doug cheating on <laughs> Nora thing. It takes, gotta... I I take that back. The departure happens in episode nine as well, but oh. most of it is before the departure. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. So it's called the Garveys at their best. That's episode nine. <sighs> so we're we're oh, I'm so excited for that one. Yeah. I know it's so good. Oh my god. But <laughs> I'm, seriously, Kurt, from this point forward. It, Every episode is like, oh my god, that was amazing! Oh my god, that was amazing! Oh my god, that was amazing! It's just so dense. Like, there's there's no downtime. It's it's incredible. So in season one, it's it's like we've been climbing to the top of this roller coaster, and now we've 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 turned at the top, and we're starting. Oh, just, that's the worst part, dude. I don't... I, well, it's the most exciting part. I used to like roller coasters, but now my the like lifting in my stomach feeling. I just hate it now. I'm okay with it. I just don't like the going super down super fast i'm okay with like the loop the loops yep corkscrews whatever but just going down super quick no 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 i totally agree when i was like in my teens and even my early 20s loved roller coasters no i take that back early 20s is when i started hating them yeah, and now I, I dread them because i was like 17 i started hating them when i was like younger i loved them so much yeah yeah maybe i understand i mean i wonder why Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, so this scene goes out in the bar. She makes this huge production out of berating this author who just leaves. And the bald guy from the mixer comes up to her and (laughs) gives her the pitch. Do you really want to feel this way? Like a drug dealing. <laughs> yeah. And he convinces her to go with him now. That shocked me so much. Like, Nora must have been in such a vulnerable state. Or maybe it's because she doesn't care about her life like we thought about before. Like she doesn't. I think the mind that she clear. does. I mean, when he when he unlocks that apartment door and it's dark in there and this is long hallway and he may, he asks her to go in first. I'm like, wh- why would anybody in their right mind go into this place? First, this, this is terrifying, and to me, it comes back to that idea of. I don't think she cares if she lives or dies. She's not going to kill herself, but if she dies, oh well. Yeah. Save it by all. Yeah. So, but she, for some reason, she she goes to this guy. The other, I guess, the, the bigger the bigger question I have is not why does she do this because this is terrifying and she could die. It's more she just berated this author. And had just nothing but venom to spew at him. But this guy 
she's okay with? I it seems like this would be another guy that Nora would just spew venom at. No, here. Just because Nora's much like a snake. You've only got so much in the tank. She spat all her venom. Yeah. Had to reload. Right now is your best time to attack, and that's what this man has done. He's an expert. I mean that's why Holy Wayne expert or not experted him. Hired him. He knows this guy knows the perfect timing of when to get someone. Yeah, I guess so. And, and I, I should say that there's more to his pitch this time than just, do you really want to feel this way? He says, you're right about, about the author, whatever yeah. his name is. I can't remember the guy's name. Do you remember the author? No, name? I don't. I thought you were going <laughs> to rely I, on you. I thought I wrote it down here somewhere, but I, but I don't see it. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're, we'll call him author. Uh, that's fine. Okay. So he says, you're right about him. And I can prove it. So I think that the appeal to Nora's pride is stronger than her fear of dying, for sure. <laughs> what an interesting way to go about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he says the author did this, too. So they go into this weird, creepy apartment, and there's a guy who wants to t- take her PayPal information. Yeah, why would you log into someone's laptop with their PayPal? Like, they could have it key-logged or rat. Do you know what a key-logger rat is? I just don't think she cares. But they could, like, rob you. If you don't know what that is, I'm sure a lot of people listening knows, uh, they can read all your... Like, you, can, you can go online and install a key-logger, like, right now on your computer, and it keeps track of all the strokes on your keyboard. So you can, you know, have someone else use your computer and then after they use it, you go back and look at the keylogger and say, oh, their password was password one, two, three. Now I, now I have their account info. So yeah. Don't just put your passwords into random people's computers. Yeah. Please, yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> Maybe, um, I don't know. It was a more innocent time, 2014. I don't know. No, it wasn't. No, I, I, I was using the internet and I remember keyloggers even then. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. Anyway, but she pays. She pays $1,000 to go through the curtain. And on the other side of the curtain, we get Wayne. Now, before before we move on, I, I wish... So, we I want us to put a, a note or a tack in this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know, obviously, we, you, we just spoke about earlier, how Nora is at least wealthier. She has enough money to spend three grand on getting shot. And she's yep. probably spent more in the past. I'm curious to know what percent of her wealth she just spent right there to go look. And now, and then once we figure that out, I want to figure out how much that is for me. Maybe I won't share that figure, but I want to know how much that is for me and if I would do it for that much. In oh, her interesting. Shoes. Interesting. Because like, if it was like 10 bucks for me, I might go, I mean, 10 bucks is only 10 bucks. Like, sure. I'll, <laughs> right. the, the, you know, the, the wagering of maybe I'll be cured for only 10 bucks. Sure. I'll, I'm already here. Let's go. So, okay. I'm really curious on that. But anyway, do you do you want do you want that information? I can give you that information. No, nah, no, nah, I'll wait. I'll wait. Hopefully, I remember. But I'll wait. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Now, I I have to say, I adore this scene between Nora and Wayne. I love Holy Wayne. Uh, you know, he's back. Tommy's Tommy's the real issue, and that's storyline is what this I, has come to tell me. Okay, and Holy. this is yes, you are exactly right. This is what this scene showed me. It is not Wayne that I dislike. It's the Tommy Christine story, not the Wayne story. <laughs> I've got so many questions about Wayne that I guess are purposely left unanswered. Like, what is he doing here? Did he run out of money? How long has it been? Because I know, like, the one time it was seven weeks since Tommy, like, left him. But that was 
like two episodes ago since we saw the Tommy. It's oh, been yeah. longer since then. So how long has it been? Why is he doing this? Did he run out of money? Is is he like waiting for a special client? Is this Tommy gonna meet him? Like I, I have many questions for Holy Wayne. Why you're gonna get you're gonna get some answers on that. I, I imagine. Well, eventually, I, I imagine they didn't just drop the story like the G ball in Pokemon that they will go back. No, to it. they 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 close the loop. But... Though, I, though I wish that they just drop it, I would be okay with it. I've yeah. said it already. They just want to wipe it under the rug or throw it under the bed, like I yeah. do sometimes. The loop will be closed, and it is satisfying. But I, I'm I'm just very happy when the Tommy Christine story is over. So, at any rate, this this is this is Wayne at his finest in this scene. Mm-hmm. He tells Nora that he took the author's pain from him. Yes, and he says to her, "You believe you'll always feel that pain." And if it starts to slip away, you seek it out again. That, that to me is the reason why she has hires prostitutes to shoot. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I heard that as well. Like, hmm. Yeah, that's why she gets shot by prostitutes. That's why she grocery shops for the same groceries every week, even though she doesn't need them. That's why she wants the legacy stickers. It's not so much about the attention as it is she feels the pain start to slip away and she can't bear that so she has to bring it back she has to seek the pain out again and then wayne knocks it out of the park when he says you won't let it kill you and you won't kill yourself i know Uh, he's sending what like a dead wolf or a limping dog or something yeah it's i i don't know uh i like the line but i didn't remember the dead dog is worse than a limping dog or whatever it was a limping dog is better than a dead dog something like that um but the idea is like it's better to be alive and injured than it is to be dead yeah that's basically the upshot of what he said so at this point is wayne for real I, I was feeling like he was for real. I was like, hmm. I, now, he might be doing one of those psychic things where he just really general things. Maybe this applies to a lot of people that have lost someone and have gone this far to like pay money, that much money to see someone that he just, that's his, his typical pitch and it applies to like 75% of them. So, but I, I, I was thinking he's the real deal. I, I already thought. Holy Wayne was the real deal, based on that congressman alone. Because he came out and he was so yeah. happy. And, and we're gonna see that same thing coming. And out. everyone talked about how great he is. So. Yeah, we're gonna see, and we're gonna see that same thing with Nora here. Mm-hmm. And I, I, oh, Wayne, just I love him in this episode. He says, "Hope is your weakness. You want it gone because you don't deserve it." So here's more guilt. That it's just this feeling of guilt. I, like all of these people, the guilty remnant. Everybody just is feeling so guilty about the fact that these people are gone and they're still here. But he says, you do deserve hope. And I think this, more than anything, is what I love about this episode so much. It's the first time that we see anyone get any hope other than the congressman in the beginning, who we didn't even know that character. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we see any of our characters have hope and it's it's been so bleak up to this point and now we get 
some actual real potential hope here i've got i've got two things to say one is more of a joke but the other one is something else mm-hmm. the perhaps a joke one is you know i haven't really remembered anyone giving anyone a good hug in this series so maybe hugs fell out of popularity and that's all holy wayne secret is just someone just, you just need a good hug you're good to go interesting <laughs> <laughs> is that the joke or the real thing no that's the joke i doubt that's it but... no nope. you said it you said it like i just solved the i cracked the case guys i've solved it it's everyone just hug hug everyone will be fine but but i mean not so hug specifically but there there you're right there's been very little physical contact in the series up to this point i'm trying to remember if we've seen a good hug i Maybe there has, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, I can't the, what I'm, I'm the scene I'm thinking back to is when Kevin goes to visit his father. Like, did they hug, or did Lucy hug Kevin Senior on the way out? Mm-hmm. I know they kissed on the way out. There's been plenty of physical contact with the teenagers at the choke party. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. So I guess, yeah, I guess probably we got to eliminate that as a possibility. But it is a good point. Okay. The, but the the more important one is Wayne Wayne mentions how he sees his own death coming very soon. Yes. And okay, I just want to make sure we don't skip over that. I I guess you probably weren't going to, but just That was the next point that I was Okay, gonna... oh yeah, it was the next point. I'm yeah. very I don't want Wayne to die. I like holy Wayne a lot. So <laughs> yeah. I guess but but I think he's always right, so I think I think he will die very soon. And that's probably how the storyline ends, and I'm very sad because he was the better of Tommy and Christine. Okay. <laughs> oh, he definitely is, is the better part of that story. But he predicts his own death. Now, we, we don't know when that is going to be, but he apparently does. And then she says, she says to Wayne, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Do you believe her? Yeah. Okay, because Wayne just said to her yeah. that when you believe you'll always feel that pain. You, and if it starts to slip away, you seek it out again. No, 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 no. He, yeah, he said that, but when she says she doesn't feel that way anymore, I think she means the feeling that makes her do that, right? Like, uh, that, that's that's what at least that's how I interpreted it at, it as. Yeah, I I agree. I, I I think that's exactly right. But the most important thing to her that she says to them is, "Will I forget them?" Mm-hmm. Yes. And then. Wayne with this never. giant smile, just like so warm and inviting, says never. He's charming as hell. He like, oh. like the first thing he gets him is like, oh, listen, I already got your money. I don't care. And then still, like, the windows are over. Yes, and by the end of it, you're like, I want to hug this yeah, guy. Yeah, I was hoping. She, I was like, no, please don't. Like, don't be like Tommy and not take the hug. Just take the hug, Norm. Take the hug. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, how magnetic is Wayne? Oh yeah. Holy cow! I wanted to hug him. Yeah. And then she does hug him. We see a holy hug for the first time in the series. We, it, it's happened off camera. It's mm-hmm. been rejected by Tommy. But here we get to see it. And watching Nora just sobbing as she gets this hug. She's so good. Oh, my God. Just mwah, so good. Do you like to see... Actors cry on camera. I 
I only I only notice when they're bad at it. <laughs> it's not oh. like a, if they're good, I don't I don't praise them when they're good. Usually, sometimes it so it depends. It's not when they cry. It's when they like show tears. It's when they show like um when Kevin did when he's talking about his divorce and told Jill he's gonna get the divorce. That was really good. That that I give a plus work because it's, yeah. it's when you don't cry but you're on the verge. That to me is really impressive. Is on the verge. Crying itself is not as impressive though. Oh, okay. No, Nora's wasn't that impressive to me. Now. Oh, I thought it was so impressive. I mean, just you could see all the pain that she's been keeping bottled. We have not seen. Just put a tack on her foot. We'll do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have we've seen the only emotion, real emotions that we've seen from Nora have been anger, and we just saw it in the bar, and that's like the first time we've seen any real emotion from Nora. So to see the pain come out in this way, to see it come out as sadness, as grief, as just sobbing and, and into this stranger's arms was so effective to me because from there, we get to see what happens next to her. We get to see the effectiveness that that had for her. Now, is it that she had a holy hug? Is that why it was effective? Or is it because she bought into what he was saying so much that she allowed herself to feel these emotions and then let them go? I suppose it's placebo or not. And all I'm going to say is I believe in Holy Wayne. I think I think he's right. He's he's swooned me over. So I'm, okay. I'm, on, the Holy, I'm on the Holy Wayne bandwagon. Okay. Good for you. I, I, I tend to agree, but... I frequently tend to come down on the man of faith rather than the man of science side, despite the fact that I'm a science teacher. (laughs) But I I do tend to come down on that side. But can you see the other side of it? Mm -hmm. Oh, certainly. Definitely. I mean, I, I, yeah, I talked about it earlier of maybe it's placebo. Yeah. And this, that's the brilliance of the show is you can always come down on the other side and it's totally reasonable. But from, from here, after she gets this huge release from this Wayne hug, she, we, the next scene is the preschool teacher looking around to find Nora. She's not there. She is in the grocery store and she's only buying like a couple of yogurts. She's just buying groceries for herself. Mm-hmm. She gets home to unload that one bag of groceries. Matt's left a message to yes. apologize to her. She saves it instead of deleting it. Uh, and the key, she replaces the paper towel roll. Okay. okay. I will, we'll know why that's important. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Garvey's at their best, episode nine. So, yeah, when, when we get the flat, all the, the stuff that happened before the departure. So, but all of this is representative of her turning the page, that she did get some release. What, whether it was by divine intervention or not, that hug changed her life. Mm-hmm. And then Certainly. Kevin shows up, asks her out, she accepts. He warns her that he's a man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, when he said that, I'm like, Nora, you don't understand what you're getting into here. Man. Yeah, you really Listen, don't. He is, he is, Kevin is certainly still the best. I, look, I thought, I, I, we talked about how, you know, he does drugs and he drinks. He, yep. uh, drunk, he, he's drunk driven before, like in the first episode, but I hadn't seen him doing it in a while. So yep. I, like the last episode, I was like, you know, and done it, but then he does it like the very end of the drink drivers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Kevin, Kevin. Yeah, but but it's so nice, isn't it? It's so nice to see this like hope moving on. characters yeah. like 
these two characters that at least I am so invested in at this mm-hmm. point. Well, they're definitely they're Kevin's my favorite, and oh, okay. Nora's up there. Not my favorite, but she's up there. Well, let's give Kevin's her some more time because she's a much bigger character now. Now that she's had her own episode, she becomes a much more important character in every episode, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so, but it's so nice to see this. I, I, I just, it makes you feel so good that maybe these two people could possibly have some happiness. Make a new family. Jill is the kid and Amy is the weird <laughs> adopted kid, I guess. I don't know. She just dolls around. <laughs> Amy, exactly. Exactly. But we do get one more scene. <gasps> Wait. Go ahead. I just realized. So, so we've always wondered if there's been like something going on between Amy and. And Kevin, I mean, I guess I don't know if there's ever a solid answer. You don't have to tell me, but I mean, a relationship between Nora and Kevin might find some light on that if there was with Amy. Okay. Yeah. We will see next episode because so usually there's some like time jumps between each episode, right? They're, they don't take after like one after yeah. the other, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So okay, let's see how yeah. this goes then. Uh, not always. Sometimes they do pick up one right after the other, but. Yeah, th- there are frequently time jumps. Anyway, we get one more scene. We get this this Department of Sudden Departure interview. So she's interviewing somebody else, and she gets to question 121, and we finally get to hear what that question is. Do you believe The Departed is in a better place? Now, when we think, when we think about that, and we go back, and we, and we think about the fact that she answered yes to that for all three of her departures, Yes, my husband's in a better place. Yes, my two children are in a better place. Can you kind of extrapolate that into why all of the people she interviews say yes to that? Uh, I mean, if if they know her story when she comes in, it's a very awkward thing to say no. Yes, to. exactly. <laughs> That's, that's, that's my thought too. Can can I tell you what mine is? Since I thought it was number one hundred twenty. Okay, sure. In your opinion, was the departed a religious person? Because they show one hundred twenty, <laughs> and Nora gets another yes. So I was like, nothing to glean from this. <laughs> Just another yes to her tally ah. books. But I do remember the last one being a no. I was like, huh, that's the no she should have gotten for the one hundred twenty one, but she got no. This, one. <laughs> this is the question. She gets a no. Is it a coincidence that she gets the no, or is she so different now? that she's the way she presents the question or whatever is going to allow people to answer honestly. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I, if I'm her boss, I'd be curious of, Hmm, I confront her on this. Then all of a sudden she gets her first snow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So do you think this no response helps her or hurts her? It helps. I think overall, I think, I think it yeah. look for her personally. Cause I think she'll notice. Oh, she's moving on now that she's broken her streak. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is. It's symbolic of her moving on. She she's she's different now. Though I do. I I do hope now she now that I know that was the pre K teacher, mm-hmm. I hope she goes back. I wanna see the fight. You're not getting a fight. <laughs> I certainly know though. You don't have to tell me if this happens, but I certainly I'm Episode 9, the pre-K teacher makes a comeback. Okay. That's my prediction. I thought I already told you we don't see her again. But you oh, might, right? okay. Can... Never mind. Oh, wait. 
I'll, okay, I'm retaking the W then. We don't know. I'm going to give myself the W now. And if we forget about it, I, I'll just keep holding on to it. If we just happen to remember, I'll pass it on then. Fantastic. I'll uh, hold on to it. It's so that cool. same is that same logic. Everyone listening should give this podcast five stars in a review. And then if you later don't like it in a few weeks, get rid of your rating or lower it. That's a that's, great idea. That's, that, yeah, pre-rate it. And yep. then you can go back and unrate it if you think it was unworthy. This is just because you don't want to forget to rate it well. You know, that's yeah, just, just embarrassing. Like, you know, you're innocent and proven, until proven guilty. You're five stars. Exactly. Yes. You know, it's, yes. Do you start a test with a hundred or a zero? I don't want to comment on that one, but yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Nora seems like she's different now. She seems like she's turned a page. She seems like she wants to move on. She got the hug. She got a divorce. She's going on a date with Kevin. She's buying groceries differently. She got a no response. These are all big changes for Nora. And I'm very, very happy for her. Are you? Nah, still a seven. It, it's a good episode. It's just. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. What, what's the... You got to get something Matt level here. Okay. That no, I, I have nothing Matt level. Oh. So, <laughs> so my, but I, my question is, I, again, I've asked it several times already. Is she seeking attention? Of course not. That attention? Or does she not want the attention? Of course she's not seeking attention. Okay. I mean, that now, now, okay. Now, at post hug, I, I don't think she cares at all for attention. Okay. In the slightest. Awesome. I, I think beforehand, I think she did to at least a degree. Right? Yeah. But now, post hug, couldn't give a crap. So is she, do you think she's actually healed? Or do you think that there's the power of suggestion that she might be healed? Is making her think she's healed. It's the same thing. So I'm not realistic. How, how did it happen? Yeah, I would argue it's not the same thing. I would argue that if she's actually healed, it's permanent, and if she, it's just the suggestion of healing, it's temporary. I think she's actually healed. Okay. Here, here, here's what I'm scared of: if Holy Wayne dies and it like undoes it for everyone, like a, I don't know. I don't know how Holy Wayne's magic works. Interesting. Well, I don't. I don't know. By the way, this is this this episode is evidence number not evidence number one reason number one why I was really excited that you picked an orange background for our logo. Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah, orange stickers are important in <laughs> in the leftovers. <laughs> so our entire podcast is just to change it now, like per episode per series. No, no. That'd be real annoying because there's a lot of profile pictures out there. <laughs> no, no, no. We leave it alone. I love the orange, okay. the orange background. That's why I made our conversion chart orange as well. Yeah. Well, we got it. Yeah, it's got to be like a people. Orange pops like yellow and orange, right? So that way, people see that orange. They're like, got to be show hoppers. <laughs> yeah. so. I, actually, I don't think I've ever seen an orange logo for a podcast so and then they're fools there you go pops <laughs> probably a reason actually it doesn't look as great but pops <laughs> to the eyes anyway so you started this uh evening you had given this uh an eight rating so did are I? You, still, you still on an eight or have, have oh we... i did give it an eight yes yes i still good I, I did not change ratings yeah i went down to a seven you're correct i did give it an eight to begin with though you're right i did give it an eight 
begin with. It's so you went down to a seven after talking about it? No, it, it's yeah, it, it's fine. It's, it's, it's kind of in the middle, like seven point five. If I'm being honest, but it didn't change. You did not sway me at all. Oh, I'm sad to hear that. But, but, I am head over heels in love with this episode. Oh, I could tell. Perfect, perfect episode. So I think, good. I think we like similar series, but we disagree on which episodes are the are the best or great episode. Well, I, I mean, I. I predict that there are going to be episodes later in the season that you like more than anything we've seen up to this point. Uh, and I'll, I'll be with you. I love the, I mean, I'm hoping for that too, that we better not have already peaked. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you peak, if you pick mid season one, that is not a very good series, <laughs> no. but I, this to me is the best episode so far. No, but you, you think the Matt episode is the best episode so far? Not best. Uh, Matt, Maybe the last one. The last one. Really Gladys? Too. Gladys was really I, good. I forgot how much I loved Gladys. So. Gladys, Gladys is definitely better than this episode. It's, uh, it's really good. Uh, it's, it is very good. I think Gladys might be the better one. It's actually. hard to argue with anything that involves Patty. So. Patty is really good. Yeah, I, I think I like Gladys more. Okay. That's totally understandable. Totally reasonable. And I think maybe my affection for this episode is just because because I know where the character Nora goes from here. And because I, because she does, she is like my favorite character on television ever. Uh, and this is such a great showcase of her. Uh, this is, this is my favorite episode so far. The leftovers. I can relate to that. Like a uh, lock on the lost. His episode wasn't as good as I remember. I just remember yeah. I like lost or lock. So I was like, Oh, locked episode. Yep. And you're a very smart man. I don't know how oh. you could tell. Because I'm a smart man. <laughs> okay, there you go. I guess I did give the reason, yeah. <laughs> That's why you're a smart man. You just <laughs> there's another and that will always be a great place to end a podcast. I'm a smart man. Okay. Just end it then. Remember you can email us at uh, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember to go ahead and give us that five star rating and then you can retract it or backtrack it later if you find that we're not worthy of it. I think I think this is something a policy we should now keep up. Tell people to give us the five stars, and then if we're not worthy, take it back. Yeah, I think yeah, it's I think that's a fair thing. Idea, and please hit the subscribe button on your podcast downloader of choice. Yeah, that, yeah, we would much appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kurt, I got nothing else. How about you? Um, yeah, I'm done. I'm done for the leftovers for now. Excited for the next episode. Get back to the cast and yes, Nora's bigger next, part of it. The next episode, episode seven, entitled entitled "Solace for Tired Feet." Okay, that that's more of a cryptic one than guest. I think we'll see. Maybe not that cryptic, but we'll see. Okay, have a nice uh, week, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, see you next week, guys. <laughs>